Christ for You Anytime, Anywhere Since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift. Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. How do you plan for retirement, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s? How do you plan for that? What are some some tips that will help you uh, be able to to manage all your affairs and, and to live comfortably when you reach that retirement age? It is Thursday. That means we have our friends from Lutheran Senior Services to help us answer those questions. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Faith and Family. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at kfuo.org in the sponsor section. In studio this morning, our Thursday morning co-host, Anne-Marie Wallace. Good morning, Anne-Marie. Good morning, Andy. How are you? I am well, and you? Very good. Very excited to be here today, especially as we talk about a topic that I know a lot of people People put some thought and some time and effort into throughout their entire lifespan, but we always could use a few suggestions, a few hints, and especially when that information comes from well-versed experts, and I have one here in studio with us today. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm excited to meet our guest and also to invite our our radio audience and our online audience to join us on Facebook Live. That's right. So we always Facebook Live our our time here at KFUO. So if you were to go to facebook.com slash Lutheran Senior Services, you could actually see what's happening in studio right now as a bunch of people are already joining us. We give them a nice wave. Hey, everyone. And as always, if you do join us there, we'd love to hear where you're listening and watching from. So feel free to comment, like, and share. If you have any additional questions after this, um, we'd be happy to get back to you on that. But like I said, this information is important for anyone of any age, especially because we're all eventually, you know, going to get older and and hopefully be able to retire in a way, you know, that we can live life to the fullest. And so what better person to talk to us about all this than our chief financial officer at Lutheran Senior Services, Paul Osher. Paul, thank you for coming with us today. Oh, excited to be here. First time for me here. Well, welcome. Glad to have you in studio today. You know, in my 20s, I probably gave more thought to an effort and planning to what I was going to have for lunch or dinner than to what I would be doing in retirement and to prepare for retirement. So I, I'm, I'm ready for some tips. I, I've started thinking about it more, but I'm, I'm interested in hearing what you have to share with us today, Paul. Great. Well, I, I've, I do want to give a disclosure. I am not a financial planner, but I am uh, a CPA and uh, spend my life in finance. Uh, and my context is dealing with our clients uh, who move into our communities. And for those of you who don't know LSS, we have a wide range uh, of communities from uh, properties that specifically serve low income uh, to some that are middle income and some that are, are very nice. And so uh, what I have come across and really what we want to share today is some of the things that I have experienced really through the lives of our clients or those who would have liked to have been residents in our communities and some of the things they would have liked to have started doing when they were 20. Uh, because you're absolutely right. Very few people start thinking about retirement when they're 20. Uh, but that's the perfect time to start. 
So in your 20s, mm-hmm. even even in your 30s, move that energy from planning your vacation or your dinner <laughs> to uh, just giving some time and, and energy to planning for retirement. Well, well, let's let's dig into those tips. Exactly. So we've kind of broken it down. So this first section is really for those in their 20s and 30s. So maybe that's you yourself who are listening. Maybe you have a son or a daughter who's just in college or has started their first job. Um, this is a really great time um, to start planning. And really, it's it's about paying yourself for in the future. So, Paul, if for those who are listening out there who have someone that they know in their 20s and 30s, what's a good starting point? Well, I think the first uh, thing is, as you said, you really have to pay yourself. You have to be assuming that you're going to live into your retirement years. Uh, And I think what people lose uh, sight of is how long they're likely to be in retirement. Uh, You know, so people historically have depended upon Social Security. Uh, People need to understand that Social Security was designed in the 30s when the average life expectancy was 65. And so you start getting benefits when the life expectancy said you weren't going to be around. So it wasn't a retirement plan as much as it was for a safety net for for the outliers. Well, now many people look at that as their sole retirement, and it just is not sufficient. So in addition to Social Security, you need to be putting your own money away. And obviously in your 20s, uh, for most people, they're not in their high income earning years, so it's hard to put a lot of money away, but kind of the target is try to put 10%. Uh, and for those who start early, and many of you have heard this, but if if you put $2,000 into your savings account every year between 20 and 30 and never put another penny in, mm-hmm. you'll have the same amount of money when you retire as somebody who starts putting 2000 in when they're 30 and puts 2000 in for the rest of their life. So mm-hmm. it's that compounding, the earlier you start, the better off you have. Well, and then Paul, I know this is true for Lutheran Senior Services, but especially if you were in your first job and there's also an employee match when it comes to retirement savings, that's something that you Mm -hmm. could start early as well. I mean, we have that at Lutheran Senior Services and I max that out as much as I possibly can because just like Paul says, if you start early, you know, it does make a difference as it compounds year over year. Yeah, it is amazing to me uh, how many people have opportunities to participate in their company 401k uh, where the company matches and they don't take advantage of it. So that's rule number one. Uh, go to the max that you get a match, even if that's a stretch. Because that's free uh, money on the table. It's absolutely free money, and it's shocking how few people do it. And that, many uh, church workers uh, you know, many of our LCMS church workers who are listening have that option as well uh, through our Concordia plans as well. And that's something that I've taken advantage of. Um, many employers will will match through that to the Concordia Retirement Savings Plan, which is is a great way. Exactly. To and so that is just a quick conversation with mm-hmm. your HR director to be like, hey, do we offer something like this? And if so, what's the max amount that the company matches? How much do I need to put in to do that? Those are great first conversations, mm-hmm. which is what I think Paul is getting to when when we say you start early and, and ask those questions. I like how you, you acknowledge, Paul, that in our 20s, we're not making our our largest salary. So it's really hard to to designate a, a an amount um, 
<laughs> of anything during those early years because you're just trying to make it. You're trying to pay your rent, trying to pay for a vehicle, most likely, and other expenses that come with uh, your first career and those early stages of adult life. So I like how you, you've pointed out start with even uh, just a, a, a percentage and then maybe move up from there. Yeah, as you get older, you should be in a position to put more in. And if you mm -hmm. start those habits young, uh, but I think uh, you have to just make those choices. And it, and it is tough, but it could be the difference between, uh, you know, I'm not a fancy coffee drinker, but I, but I see people spending an awful lot of money every morning on coffee <laughs> and think about, um, boy, you know, you t don't tell me you don't have money to put a little bit away for what you're going to need 50 years from now. Exactly. And now, Paul, so let's say that your company does not offer, you know, in some smaller ones, if you work for, for a smaller organization, or maybe if you're self-employed um, as like a contractor or you, you own your own business, there might not be a 401k or if you're a non-for-profit, a 403b um, type thing. So are there any other options for people to save for retirement outside of that? So everybody has an option uh, to get into some type of retirement account. And so if you can't get it through your company, there's a multitude of uh, IRAs that are available. And you can get those at almost any financial institution. And there's a lot of the online, uh, you know, it's, it's very uh, easy to do. It's not quite as easy as having your employee take it out of your paycheck. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a great uh, discipline to have that come out. Uh, but most employers will, will allow you even to look at an automatic deduction that goes into your retirement account. So you can still do it. There, there are very few people, the only, almost the only time you're not eligible is if you're not making money. Okay. So if you're in your 20s and 30s, from what I'm hearing, Paul, it's to start saving now. Even every little bit counts to check with your employer to see um, if there's an employee match to start setting that up and to really not leave any of that free money on the table. So maxing that out. And then from there, if your company doesn't have, or additionally, you could do both if you wanted to have an IRA and an employee, like your your fund Absolutely. So you could do several kind of different accounts as well. But really, Paul, it sounds like now is the time to start. Yeah, it's long view. So after you make it through your 20s into your 30s, um, what are we looking at down the road? Maybe you're just now getting in your 30s or 40s, just starting to, to think more about retirement because you've been working for a while and you're thinking, hmm, I don't want to work the rest of my life. <laughs> So I, th I think when you move into that next stage, and whether it's uh, 40s, you know, hopefully you've been somewhat disciplined and you've got your retirement account started, but you should be getting into higher income. And that's when uh, it's mostly recommended to increase the amount that you're putting into your retirement account. Uh, again, it's what can you do, but they kind of recommend in that age group to try to put 20% away. That seems like a lot, and it is a lot, uh, but when you get to be my age and you're getting close to thinking about retirement, uh, you want to make sure you have the choice That's to retire. And th that choice is made when you're in your 40s. I know. And Paul, you just said, but I don't think we at LSS would ever want you to retire. You just have to stay with us forever. You have such great knowledge. We hate to let you go. <laughs> at any point in time. <laughs> so your 40s and your 50s, it's now 20%, which like Paul said, that sounds like a lot. But at that point, you're saying we should be earning more. You know, we're kind of reaching a point where that should be more possible at least. And and, and you've, again, it's tempering your budget. Mm -hmm. uh, so keeping that long view on 
retirement, uh, I think what people, it, it's an easy excuse to say, well, so-and-so, he's doing good, but he makes a lot more money than I do. And so one way to have a good retirement is make a lot of money. <laughs> but it's really just as much about spending. Everybody has an opportunity to to manage their budget so they leave that future planning. The government is not in a position to take care of us uh, for the rest of our lives. And even if Social Security stays intact, and I'm, I don't think it's going to go away completely, but mm-hmm. it certainly is. There's some, it may, it may get reduced. Uh, it's still not enough. It wasn't intended to be enough. The sure fact is we're we're living so much longer. That's a huge issue as well, that people are living longer. I think, Paul, you said earlier before then, like life expectancy was 65, 70. What's it at now? So life expectancy at birth is is about 78, 79. Oh. But the, uh, as you get older, your life expectancy increases as well. So when you are retiring at age 65, uh, you're going to live about another 20 years on average which means that many will live longer than that. So when Social Security was planned, they were not thinking about funding retirement for 20 years. Well, and I just think we (laughs) celebrated, someone at Merrimack Bluff celebrated their 110th birthday this past July. They're actually the oldest um, St. Louisan here, 110 years old. And I don't think she probably was expecting that either. Um, But you're right, life expectancy has increased. So it's saving 20%. um, It's... It's also knowing that, hey, we might live longer as well. So we mm-hmm. do need to prepare for that. It's budgeting. Paul, you know, what about outstanding debt that we might have? Is that something to tackle in your 40s and 50s? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, debt is is huge. And it's so obviously the first, the most, uh, the best way to deal with debt is don't start. So particularly credit card debt, you know, carrying balances on your credit card is, uh, you know, you're just helping the banks. I mean, there's huge charges. So uh, that's kind of the way I live my life is uh, there's, other than a house, you really shouldn't be borrowing money. Uh, so do you need do you need to take that loan out for a mm-hmm. car or should you get a different car? Uh, people who put their vacations on their credit card, uh, then you have to question, should you do that? But let's say you did that in your 20s and now you're in your 40s, you've got this credit card debt, uh, that becomes your priority. You've got to get that paid down. And it, again, requires discipline. It's uh, just putting, track what you spend. Uh, most people, if they really go through in detail everything that they spend, it, it it's a harsh reality. And you think, oh, how many of those are really mm-hmm. necessities? And again, keeping the focus on you, we, we are responsible for taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And after there, we retire and there are resources during the in your 20s 30s 40s to to help you with planning for that i mean there are classes i, I know the probably the most popular is the financial peace university mm-hmm. that i know a lot of people have taken to help them really see and uh, what they're actually spending to really take a, a long good look at that you were talking earlier about having the will to put aside to 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 choose to save and I, I have to ask, do you think that um, pitting the fancy coffee versus a good retirement against one another, is that a, a true dichotomy or is it a false dichotomy? Do you think, you know, in in, in some minds we might think, well, 
I can't have a good retirement if I drink fancy coffee or I can't have, um, you know, I, 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 if I want a good retirement, I can't have a nice coffee. Yeah, and I, and I, I so I hope I didn't uh, portray it exactly like that. But, I, but I, I think <laughs> no, I don't think you did. But, but I, I think that's the kind of the picture that some of us correct. It's kind of come up with like that. I can't have good things if I want to have a good retirement. Right? It, it is balance, <laughs> and so it's it's really about budgeting. Yeah, and saying I'm going to set this much aside, and then I'm you know if if I mean there are people where that cup of coffee, that first cup of coffee, that is their day. <laughs> uh, well, then they should look at. Balancing other something things, else, yeah. Uh, that isn't as important to them, but because uh, yeah, we have to we have to enjoy life. Sure, uh, it's so we don't want to be uh, totally Spartan, so that we can. Uh, and I've seen I've seen that other end of the spectrum. Uh, we had a good friend who uh, who lived like a pauper, and uh, don't want to get into all the details of it. But we thought she was poor, and then uh, when she died, she had an estate of almost a million dollars. So she didn't spend anything on herself during her lifetime, and her college ended up being a huge uh, beneficiary of that. But that's that's the extreme. There's there's a balance, and you can have a good life, and you still take care of yourself. And I think it comes back to what Paul is saying: is it's all the little choices that we make every day. So it's very easy to put five dollars down on a cup of coffee here, and three dollars down over here at a gas station, and ten dollars out to lunch. And and if we're just mindful of the ways in which we're spending things, if we're keeping track of that, and like you said, there's a lot of great resources out there. So Financial Peace University can get you started. Especially, it's well known for if you've got some debt, they can help you kind of master through that. But I'm thinking, Paul, of like, there are so many, I mean, apps for your for your bank that now lets you see your statement wherever you are. You can see when things come in. They'll even categorize it for you. So you can take a hard look at, you know, where is my money going? And I think that's what you're saying. It's really, do you know the answer to that question? Where is your money going? And have you created a slice of that to go to yourself for in the future? Absolutely. And, and the technology is better and better all the time. So that information is probably living on your mm -hmm. phone. I remember my dad, and he, he might still do it, but he used to keep like a huge Excel spreadsheet. This was before like Quicken Books came out. And he had just a big Excel spreadsheet of all these things. And, and that's how he would keep track. So I think you're so right, Paul, in that nowadays you can just flip on your phone or, or even go online and you can get a lot of that information there. So we get through our 40s and 50s. Maybe we've been saving some for our retirement. Maybe we're right on track. Maybe we're not. Tips for uh, after 50s? So I think as you get into 50s and you should be in your uh, higher income, and then you really need to start thinking about uh, how long am I really going to work? Uh, you know, so Social Security, you know, there's, there's, uh, you can take benefits early, but you're taking a significant reduction in those benefits. So I think number one is that's when you need to start thinking, how long am I really going to work? And then to plan around that. One thing I think is, is critically important, we certainly see it in our, in our business, that's the time when you should be really thinking about long-term care insurance. So that's one of the huge disruptors of financial planning is that unplanned need for long-term care. Usually it doesn't happen until you're in your 70s or 80s, but it's very expensive. Uh, but if you want that insurance, the time to buy it is in your 50s or 60s. So the younger you are when you buy it, the cheaper it is, and you and you reduce the risk of being turned down. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like your birthday present to yourself when you turn fifty. <laughs> That's what I've well, heard it been referred to as. Or I would say your your present to your kids, mm. so that they're not worrying about you. 
that's a big factor mm-hmm. as well because I think for some people when they get into their 60s and 70s and they realize they haven't saved, you know, maybe as they now realize they should have, that it's, it's not just something that they're concerned about, but it's something their entire family is concerned about as well because, you know, you love your parents, you love your grandparents, and you want to make sure that they're well taken care of. And that can put a lot of, of stress um that, you know, we want to mm-hmm. try and lessen as much as possible. And long-term care insurance is one of those ways that, that you can relieve that. So planning for retirement isn't just about having a, a retirement plan, but also other plans that, that, that you might want to consider that would t- help take care of financial um, expenses. Yeah, to having a clear view of how you want to live your retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think first be realistic that it probably going to be longer than you think and not just longer but healthier Mm -hmm. um so what are your expectations and then you start planning accordingly and if you want to travel a lot when you're retired do the financial planning so you can afford to do that so you're almost saying draw up a budget beforehand of hey once once I start, you know, retiring or, or maybe I'm even cutting back my hours. So instead of being full time, maybe you decide, hey, I still want to work and I want to go half time, part time um, is to draw up a budget then to determine, hey, if I want to spend my money, this is this is kind of how I'm budgeting for the future almost. Yeah, have an expectation of how much it's going to cost you to live after you retire. And that's there's a wide range. It's what is what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And you can be very modest. But if you want to do more, uh you got to start thinking about that today. So whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, it's still always a good time to be planning for that future for uh, for life in retirement. Anything else in your 50s, 60s before? Where do we go from there? <laughs> well, I think, Paul, we were kind of chatting earlier, and it does come to once you've made that plan for the future, there also is a hard look at and maybe cutting some costs that aren't necessarily you can, you know, do without. Um, it's taking a hard look at that budget there. And then, Paul, can you talk a little bit about a lot of people throughout their entire life? Also, we were talking about 403Bs and 401Ks and IRA, but investing as well is an option. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, just the fact if you have a retirement account, then you are investing and you've got, uh, so you got to make some decisions and it's, uh, it's difficult. And I think people get caught in uh, trying to outsmart the market. Uh, very, very difficult to do. Very, very few people have the knowledge. So you really need to have uh, advisors. If you, if you have a, a 401k, then usually your company, they actually have a fiduciary responsibility to give you good options. And for most people, it's a target date fund. It's just mm-hmm. one fund that you buy that is targeted for somebody your age. And as you continue to age, the mix of investment changes as appropriate for someone your age. Most people, that's a great choice because you don't have to be the expert. And the other piece to look at is how much is that fund charging you? So mm. cost. So you want to minimize what you pay. You don't want to, you still need advice. Uh, but the cost in those funds can range from 20 basis points, which is, you know, one-fifth of 1%. And some of them are one and a half to 2%. And those little bits can every add year up. That, yeah. that comes out. So it's uh, it's easier when you have a, an employer plan, but there's a myriad of investment options. Look, it's keep it simple. Keep That's it be simple. My I like that. So 
we've talked a little bit about those in their 20s and 30s. If you're in that age group, you know, start saving now. Encourage those who are there um, to do as well. 40s and 50s, it's now kind of upping the percentage that you're saving for retirement. Also looking at your overall debt. And then when you get to your 60s and 70s, it's starting to look at when you want to retire and how you want to retire. And so, Paul, if people, you know, really want to dive into this more, what can you tell them is a good next step? Well, I think... uh Obviously, if number one, if you have if you have an option within your company, inquire about that, find out about that. Uh, if not, then a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's always best to find one that somebody you know personally can recommend, because uh, there's some great advisors out there. But it's a, do your due diligence. Make sure you know somebody who's used them, uh, because there's there's horror stories too. They're not most of them are good, but just do your do your due diligence. Look for someone who shares, uh, who has, who shares your values, who, Absolutely. who mm-hmm. uh, is, is focused on the same things you are. Yeah. Well, we are just about out of time. Uh, coming up in two weeks, we have a fun special that I'm excited about. Can we, we Can do. we talk about that a little bit? Um, so two weeks from now, December 14th, we're actually moving from our 10 o'clock time to 1 p.m. And that's because we will be hosting a Christmas program out at Merrimack Bluff Senior Living Community. We've actually invited all our residents from across our different communities. And we have a Christmas program that we'd like to share with the listening audience. It's going to include some of our favorite Christmas songs the Christmas reading, as well as some fun surprises. So we hope you join us December 14th at 1 p.m. here at KFUO and also on Facebook Live. I envy anyone who won't be there because I've heard uh, some of the secrets and uh, (laughs) I think it'll be delicious. Paul, thank you so much for being here today. Glad I could be here. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks for the tips on planning for retirement. Anne-Marie, have a wonderful week. You as well. I understand you have some decorating to do. We do. The home (laughs) office is doing their Christmas decoration today, and our department is out to win it. More Faith and Family on the way. Christmas Classic Reads. You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Concordia University, Wisconsin and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. The number of complaints from residents of Minnesota's nursing homes and assisted living facilities is skyrocketing, yet they're falling on deaf ears at the Minnesota Department of Health. The Minneapolis Star Tribune reported there have been over 25,000 uninvestigated complaints of sexual and physical abuse, theft, and neglect of the state's elderly. Only a tiny percentage is even pursued. This means one of their most vulnerable segments of society has a target painted on their backs. Governor Mark Dayton's response was not to act. He instead asked for a task force. The elderly and vulnerable of Minnesota need protection, not government bureaucracy. It adds to a disturbing trend in America that those considered less productive are often neglected when in need. Like us on Facebook at Life Issues and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. 
Do you know that the Lutheran Women's Missionary League has been proclaiming the gospel message and helping the hungry, homeless, and hurting for 75 years? Do you know that over the next two years, LWML is providing mission grants to 22 domestic and international ministries? Do you know that these grants total $2,075,000? Now that you know just a little bit about LWML, visit LWML.org to learn more. That's LWML.org. Faith and Family is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you anytime, anywhere since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift.